Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Miss Reason Show at W646 Queen City Bullies Radio with your host, Miss Reason and Just Jay. This is Queen City Bullies Team Michigan. We are sounding off. to the Miss Reason show this evening with Miss Reason and Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, lady. How are you? What's going on with you? I am awesome. I, I've been having the best three days ever off of my nine to five and um, just been getting some writing done on my ninth book. Awesome. Awesome. I'm always happy to hear that. So, um, yeah, my my days have been pretty okay. I've been trying to relax. Um, I've been kind of busy um, doing a radio station and helping on the other station. And um, I need to write myself. I haven't I haven't done any writing or anything. And you keep getting on me about that, but I do plan on writing sometime soon. I have three unfinished books. I know it. I can't wait for the day you tell me you're right, and when I call you, I can't wait for it. I'm I'm be so excited. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we have a great show this evening. I'm so excited to talk to our guest. Me and, too. Um, um, before the show started, he started, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be asking these questions, and he hit us with a question. We're both like, oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely will have a, a lot of fun. Well, our guest is the AHA guy. His name is Mitchell Levy. Levy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mitchell. So, hey. <laughs> it is great to be here. This is going to be fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. We have to actually go back to the question you asked us. You know, we everybody's been talking about this election, and we still have, you know, reson- resonating like feelings about it. People are are falling into depressions and everything about this guy, this this future president, well, uh, president elect. But um, you know, the more I think about it, the more I come up with different responses to the same question, and. You know, really, for me, I knew that he was going to be elected, mostly because, you know, as much as we speak about freedoms and, and, and you know, winning freedoms and voting for freedoms and, and all of this, you know, he is a president that's giving people the freedom to hate who they want to hate. And if that's what you're into doing, that's what you're going to vote for. 
So I, I kind of knew it was going to happen. It's, uh, it was funny. I was watching a, uh, I was watching a video today, uh, actually uh, uh, a Leo Laporte uh, show, and they were talking about how how he actually won, and and the types of things that he was doing was really modern day marketing, and they were using a firm that was utilizing Facebook to determine your sentiment. And if your sentiment was that you were leaning towards a Republican and you hated the world, uh, there would be a Donald Trump video of you hating the world. If there was a sentiment oh, wow. that you liked the world, um, but you were leading Republican, there was a video of that. If there was a video that you were one of the ethnic groups that he was able to uh, convince the world that Hillary didn't like, and you were that ethnic group – he would send a they would send a post uh just reminding you about what Hillary did and it right. was it it was really interesting to think about the fact that this election was really yes he was saying all the right stuff the polls got it all wrong but what he was what he was doing is he was really re, just iterating what people wanted to hear and then mm-hmm. he used Facebook and modern day technology uh, to really close the gap and, and win the election. Right. So, so crazy, but you know, there was something I, I wanted to, I wanted to share something with you, with, with both of you. And, and this might be Marie, this might be like the perfect opportunity for you to write if you're interested. So we can talk more about it, but let me give you the end result about, the Donald Trump taking taking election and taking office and whether or not you liked it or didn't like it um, at this stage, he's our president. And right. so what what I have decided to do, um, I have a platform called AHA that we can talk about that. And the cool part about AHA that is is we have thirty five thousand quotes that people can get access to for free and, and share immediately on, on social media. The even cooler part, and Marie, this is what's going to help you, is is we've had hundreds of authors write their books in eight hours or less. And and so we'll right. talk about what that means and how people can do that um, because uh-huh. really it's an aha book, which is comprised of 140 bite-sized quotes. So what I've decided to do in the in the this election thing is I've decided to create a aha library called Dear Donald. And I've already had three authors who's come, who have come to the plate and said they want to write an aha book with suggestions, advice, and inspiration for our new president. And so my goal is to have eight aha books done, a thousand messages of inspiration and hope uh, to – Donald Trump before the inauguration, which is uh, I think January twentieth. So I, hey, mm-hmm. I'd love your guys' support. And and the one thing I'll I'll mention for anyone who's listening and gets excited about this, we normally charge four hundred and fifty dollars to publish an aha book. It's free to use, free to share. But if you're if you're authoring a book, um, because we're doing a copy edit, a cover design, a content edit. Uh, but for the dear Donald books, those those are going to be uh, given a scholarship. So there'll be no cost for doing the Dear Donald book. So if you have a strong opinion and want to voice it and 
help others uh, voice it as well, I would love to have you guys get involved and do something like that. Oh, that sounds interesting. Mm. It, it does. I, I would have to it think about ways to be inspirational towards him. I would have to dig oh. real deep. <laughs> I no, I I I hear you, right? I I hear you, and you know, we I I, I sort of recall conversations I've, that I've had with many of my friends, right? You have choices. Right? When something like this happens, mm-hmm. you have choices. And, and the, the most obvious choice is either fight or flight. Right? And, right. and so that's right. one of the reasons why the Canadian, uh, <laughs> the, the Canadian website for immigration went down, right? Because it made mm-hmm. people want to flight. So if you're going to stay in the United States, um, which uh, many of us, most of us will, then the question is how do you fight? Right? You could. You can do nothing, and doing nothing is the same potentially as, you know, sort of sitting around and, and waiting for something bad to happen. Or you could, uh-huh. you could fight, and I personally, particularly with the written word, my form of fighting is, well, let's make it a positive fight. You know, let's do it in such a way where we're sending encouragement and inspiration and, and hopes and dreams Right of what we would like America to continue to be and to continue to 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 have for all of us moving forward. So that's what I you know just let that sink in a little bit. I mean there were, it, it was it was sort of a step approach that I took that I that I ended up coming up with this approach and I'm like oh well this is what I can do. Um, it's not for me uh, when we talk about thought leadership and branding. It's not my personal brand to be political, so I, I I'm very cautious on you know what I say, and I haven't told my you know I have a real nice following, but I don't tell my following who I'm voting for and what I do because it's just not my brand. But uh-huh. it is my brand as a publisher to be able to allow people to get out the truth, and and the one thing that aha that and I personally stand for is that there will never be hate in any of the books that we publish. Other than that, every topic is open, uh, but anything that has to do with hate is not. And uh, so I, I can't do a, a, a set of Trump books which are just bashing them because it's just uh, we wouldn't publish that. It's just not our style. Um, so okay. anyway, this is something to think about. Okay. I okay. mean, I, I commend you guys on always doing positive things as far as pu- publishing positive you know, making a positive venue for authors to express themselves. I do com- commend you on that. And I will put some, some thought into whether or not I want to do that. Awesome. Well, thanks. And so okay. for those listening, here's the interesting part. If you have an opinion on something, if you have a desire or idea or a way in which you make money today or want to make money tomorrow – one of the best ways to to do that is to is to sort of be recognized as the expert in your space. And the best way to be recognized as an expert in your space is to write a book. Right? So obviously did you right. say, Jay, you, you you're writing your seventh book? I'm writing my ninth book. Ninth book, holy cow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> it's actually uh I believe this year alone is it's been uh this will be the seventh one I've written and released in two thousand sixteen. Uh the other two I had out last year. Okay. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And okay. and so typically, what do you? Uh, I should know better, but I just met you tonight. What do you? What do you do your writing on? I create urban fiction, and I'm also a poet. Ah, fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm. I have. I'm three, that. three of my books are uh, poetry. Three or four. I'm not sure. Well, I'm intrigued with the urban fiction, and and we could always take this offline if you like. Okay. The. The interesting part about AHA That is really what we've defined as a as an AHA book. Um, I, another name I use for it is a social media enabled ebook. Has 140 bite sized quotes, and mm-hmm. any of those quotes can also include URLs. So if you have an existing book then what you can do is pull quotes out of that out of your existing book or uh, as as far as fiction, we don't. I don't think I have any fiction focused aha books yet, right? So, what would be interesting is pulling quotes or pulling characters out of your fiction book. Basically, thinking about what you do for your social media marketing and mm-hmm. incorporating that into an aha book. So, so, so in essence, what happens? Anyone with an existing book, they get two books for the price of one. Because the AHA book is 140 quotes. That's really the social media marketing plan uh, for the other books that you're working on. Right. Um, so it's that, now that's high. something uh, – that sounds really interesting. That uh-huh. sounds pretty yeah. interesting. Well, what I – so what I'm thinking about is when you think about your social media marketing plan – by the way, I don't think I've had a lot of conversations with fiction authors like this, so this is kind of cool um, – what I'm thinking about is it, it would be fun to do some character development in your AHA book and to incla- include URLs that, for instance, let's say you did a five-minute video on what a character was and what they represented, and and you just put that on YouTube or Vimeo, and then and then your AHA book could have a link to that to that character. You know, and that it, it, it's just an, it, it's a unique way to market that ties together all the things that we're doing social media wise, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, the links can be to whatever, whatever URL you think is appropriate. And of course, you also want to link to Amazon where your book's being sold. Uh, so anyhow, that, that that's interesting to me. Happy to talk more about that at some point in time. Yeah, we definitely can. Yeah. We definitely can talk about that. Um, I have so many questions for you, Mitchell. First, I want like I want to get the question that everybody is thinking. Marie and I both had this question initially when we first mm-hmm. saw your email. What exactly is a thought leader? <laughs> so there are there are so many definitions of the word thought leader, um, and and that this answer could take over an hour, but but I'll do my best. I'll make it really short. Um, a thought leader, particularly in the business world, a thought leader is sometimes people now use this and say it's an overused term, but the thought leader is a person who has, the way I like to define it, the right amount of content to share with the right audience. Right. So by definition, I hate to say this, but America has chosen Donald Trump to be our thought leader 
because he represents us. And regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not we like it or not, uh, he's, uh-huh. he's the person. Typically, CEOs of companies are looked at as thought leaders. What's really fascinating is who are the thought leaders inside of companies that are not CEOs, right? They're your subject matter experts who become well-known enough both inside and outside the organization. You know, so people who are writing, you know, if you're writing columns a lot on a particular topic, um, you could become thought leaders. Uh, But I think the way I like to say it, and if you want to see more information, I've got a uh, my one of my uh, my consulting website is thinkaha.com, t-h-i-n-k-a-h-a.com, and I've got a tab there called thought leadership, and and one of the tabs is the thought leadership definition, and and what we list there for the definition, it's really the two, uh, uh, you know, in marketing term or marketing speak, we always do two by twos, so the two by two is content by audience. And I always look at the person uh-huh. who has the right amount of content for the right audience is the thought leader. And, and I think to answer your question just one step further, I use the word right amount of content for the right audience because typically people think about thought leaders as the expert, right? The uh-huh. person who is the best meditator in the world or the person who is the best nonfiction urban, you know, or fiction right. urban writer in the world, right? But right. but really all you need to be if you have an audience and that audience knows, likes and trusts you, and that audience is is really big enough for you to to be able to accomplish your living and, and communicate more effectively. Of course you always want to grow your audience, but if you have a reasonable audience and they respect you for what you do, you are a thought leader to them. Right. Because it's so it's the right content for the right audience. And, and that's really my my definition. I I sometimes throw the word aha in there instead. So it, it, I like to call it an aha leader versus a thought leader. Uh, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. really what thought leaders are. They're, they're the recognized experts in their space. OK. OK. So the people that create a lot of the creative content that repeat that people that get people thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now, I let me can I let me let me just say one thing. They're not necessarily always the people who create the content because okay. there's there's so much out there. I often say to be an effective thought leader, eighty percent of the content you share should be somebody else's. So in okay. the old days, in the old days, we used to have people stand on a platform, you know, and they were the they were the big thought leaders, and they would speak, and and their flock would follow. Nowadays, there are so many people with a platform, and there's so much stuff out there. I, the person who I want to look at, who, who I want to call a thought leader, are the people who are curating information for me. They're actually looking at okay. content from a number of different sources, and they're sharing with me not just their stuff, but they're sharing with me what their peers are doing, what their competitors are doing. They're sharing with me the the types of things that are relevant so that when – if I get a chance to talk to them directly and I ask them a question, they're giving me an answer that's relevant for me, not a, a, an answer that's relevant for them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mhm. So, so could a freelance writer be a thought leader? Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Okay. You know, do you have a yeah. specialty on, on, I mean, if the freelance writer has a specialty on what they're focused on and has an audience that follows them, they are, mm-hmm. by definition, the public. Okay, because I'm a freelance writer. This is this is Marie, and I'm a freelance writer. And people hire me to write basically ads and things of that nature um, to draw people to their businesses. Nice. So yeah. So what what you can do to expand that? And I I looked a little bit at your profiles before we started talking, uh, but what you could do to expand that is. You know, not just joining Facebook and and LinkedIn groups that talk about that subject area, but but joining them and contributing, but then potentially creating one of your own. Because one of the quickest and easiest ways to be a thought leader is to, like this one, running a show is one thing, uh, running a group on Facebook or LinkedIn or a physical meetup group. Because they imagine mm-hmm. anytime you you go to you, you go to one of those groups or you go to a physical meeting, you always think the organi- organizer of the meeting is the thought leader, right? So those are right. good. Those are nice steps to take on top of what you're or- already doing today to just grow your following and get more people to think of you in the light that you want them to think of you. Okay, that makes sense. I can see that. Okay. So we have I haven't done we have another question for you. How you, you mentioned that you can write a book in eight hours. How is that possible to write a book <laughs> in eight hours? Absolutely, <laughs> that's a fun one. So um, for those listening, um, if you're listening live or doing a recorded show, feel free to go to this URL. It's the Aha That platform. Aha That A H A T H A T dot com. And that particular platform is – you can go there today. It's free to, free to use it, free to share, and there are 35,000 quotes you should be sharing today on social media. If 80% of the content you share should be somebody else's, go there, grab some content, and share it. Now, if you go to ahavat.com slash author, that's where we have a eight-step authoring process that hundreds of authors have, have used to write their books in eight hours or less. And so what we call a aha book is a book where we have 140 bite-sized quotes, 140, I call them aha messages. Because okay. think about it this way. If, you, if somebody sat down and read and, – and let's talk about non, nonfiction because it's a little bit more where, where my expertise lies, at least at the moment. Um, if you read a nonfiction book, and let's say it, take, it took you a couple weeks or a month to read, and then fast forward a month. Or more importantly, let's fast forward six months. What do you remember from the book? And typically, you may remember one, two, or three points. If you read an AHA book, which has 140 bite-sized quotes, basically you've synthesized the opportunity for the reader to get their AHA moments. And there are 140 of those AHA moments, so you synthesize those. So you read an AHA book, which takes you now 10 to 15 minutes, not a month. If you fast forward six months, I guarantee you that the reader will remember one, two, or three points. So I'm not necessarily saying that traditional books of larger length, 40,000 words or more, are bad. However, Uh I am saying that one can write an AHA book, which has 140 quotes in it, that really helps both establish you as an expert in the space – 
and at the same time um, has social media content that you can share. So, so let me give you a good example. One of my one of my favorite authors, and don't tell any of my other authors I said this, um, is a guy by the name of Jeff Shabbats. Jeff has written, I think, six books so far. He's one of those wacky guys who, because of a focus on ADD, he writes his aha books in two hours. I can't. It takes me about eight hours to write a book, but he does it in two. Now, it needs work afterwards, and so we spend more than more time on that. Um, one of the books that he's written is with his daughter, and her name is Lexi, and she's 16. And the book that they wrote, oh, my God, this is so cool. The book is called Mom and Dad, I Promise I'll Get Into College. And it's 140 okay. quotes. It's a cool book. It's 140 quotes that talk about her. So it goes back and forth. We got four sections in this book. And so she gives some thoughts and he gives some thoughts and then she gives some thoughts. And and as an AHA book, and, and this is available uh, right now on the AHA platform, it is very powerful. Jeff is going to be doing for Lexi is he's going to run an Amazon Day campaign. So he's going to work on getting her book to be a bestseller. And then he's going to get her some speaking engagements. And so when she applies for college, um, she'll have a best-selling book that, and having spoke at events, that will look really good in terms of her getting into school. And, and, and that's kind of what, to me, that's part of what I'm thinking AHA books are good for, is uh-huh. when you have a goal you want to accomplish or something that you want to do, the AHA book is a great way to show that content and to demonstrate that you're the expert in that space. Okay. So okay, so eight hours. you're breaking everything you're breaking everything down to hundred and forty quotes. And making yeah, it, and making them powerful quotes for people to follow what you're trying to the message that you're trying to convey. Absolutely. And and by the way, okay. since I mentioned this before, any one of those quotes can also point to SlideShare or YouTube or uh, uh, top of the you know for those that uh, Marie for those that are using your your uh, services, the top of a funnel you know or a squeeze page that's used for getting people to buy stuff, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it could be a PDF article. It's it's interesting because you can have URLs that point there. Um, if you want, I'll I'll do it real quickly. Let me talk to you about the eight step. I'll talk about the first three steps of our eight step process. Um, step number one, it's just a word document. It's what's your name, what's your title, um, what is the uh, what is the title of the book, and and more importantly, what's a one paragraph summary of the book. And then the most important question is, who is your audience, and how are you going to reach them, or how are they going to benefit from this book. Think of that as your blueprint, and what happens is it's a blueprint that will help you write your quotes. It's also a blueprint. You know, when when you actually submit that content to us, um, we also our content editor is going to read your answers because they're going to want to make sure that you did what you said you were going to do, right? So it's really powerful that way. Um, Step number two is a single page PDF that talks to you about how to write a good quote. So for anyone who's interested in writing better content for social media, regardless of whether or not you write an AHA That book or an AHA book, um, go to ahathat.com slash author. 
look at step number two, and it's a single-page PDF, and please start, you know, it's great concepts there. Uh, please feel free to start using them. Um, step number three is a spreadsheet. And so we use, it's either an Excel spreadsheet or a Google Doc, and what we've done is we've made it easy for you to put, to type your content in and to keep track of your character count because we want the quotes to be 140 characters or less. So we, okay. we sort of made an AHA book to be 140 by 140 just to try to make it cute. Um, and, but that's how you write an AHA book. It's, it's really if you're an expert in a particular area. So writing good ad content to drive traffic to your website would be a great but we don't have that book yet today, Marie. And that would be a great uh-huh. book to write. And it would demonstrate that as a freelance writer that you've got a handle on making this happen. I think the jobs coming your way would be that much more because you now say author of the book and then, you know, you create a title that really blows people away. And and the content is is really the stuff that you know how to do and what to do because you're doing it every day for your freelance work. Right. Okay. Hmm. That is a very interesting. And um, that would definitely help take the freelance writing part off because I do the show, the freelance writing, and I do editing as well. So there's, there's a few things that I do. Um, so adding author to that would be awesome. Oh, it's really funny. I, I mean, it's really funny. I still put – I have, as you, if you looked at my – profile i've got lots of titles um on my business card i still list best-selling author um and at this stage i think i've written 57 books right so and the thing that's interesting is when i hand the cards to people regardless of who it is and what i'm talking about about 25 percent of the people say oh best-selling author what did you write your book on and Having mm-hmm. written as many as, as I did, the cool part is if I know enough about the person before I answer, I talk to them about the book that I think is relevant to them, right? Because if okay. you've done that many, you, you get to choose the one that's relevant. But the interesting mm-hmm. part is that people absolutely look at you differently when you're an author. They just do. Very it's true. that It's that level of credibility. It's 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 not quite the same as a PhD, but some people would argue that you know. And now, now think about this: if you if if you would be recognized as the expert in your space just by writing a book, and if you could write that book in eight hours, and being recognized as an expert is a form of getting a PhD, could one argue that one can get their PhD in eight hours or less? <laughs> I guess if it does, we wish. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> right. 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 Absolutely. But I that do agree that. Something. I do agree that, um, you know, when once I was able to say that I was a published author, people looked at me differently. And, and I have been, I have been bestseller. Um, my first book did make bestseller. And, and people do look at you differently and people come to you as if you're an expert in writing. Right, and and by the way, that uh, you know this, but the bestseller status never goes away. I mean, you right. can't take that away. That's like having a PhD. You're a best-selling author. Holy cow, <laughs> you know, and uh-huh. and people look at you differently because of that. 
Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, so um, in order to be um, a, a thought leader, I mean, pre- we're all pretty much, uh, according to your definition, what all of us are at, at some point, really most people are, whether, you know, they know it or not. It, I guess it, it will really be about successfully, you know, lead, leading thoughts. To, but how do you make how do you make that a service to teach people how to be a thought leader? Mm, that's a great question. And by the way, very insightful, because my my wife would never consider herself a thought leader. She she's avoiding social media as much as possible, but. Mm-hmm. Just like many uh, women networking groups, you know, when any of her friends has a question, they'll talk about it with her and she'll give advice. And when she has a question, she goes to her friends and asks for advice. And, you know, under my definition, those are thought leaders. Well, tell your wife that as a mom, she's a thought leader. Like the the right (laughs) audience for the mom questions would be the kids. And, you know, if you have children, especially children that – you know, have have gone on to to college and stuff. If they if they're good kids, then she's been like a successful thought leader for like decades. Oh, uh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I I I wholly agree with you. And you know, we 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 just have a uh, we have one son, and he just went off to college, and so awesome. I'm uh, I, it. But but before having a child i wouldn't have been able to answer that question with the same way and and having had one i agree with you it's a it's a big Mm -hmm. difference so but to answer your question you said how do you help make how do you do it as a service to help people be thought leaders and you know there are so many people who who do what i do not everyone with the same titles or definitions and and for me it's always about so typically what happens is uh, companies are going to hire me to either help the CEO or the executive staff understand how they can be thought leaders, you know, how they can not just be a thought leader because they have the title, but how they can actually truly help their, not just the employees, but to help their partners, help their customers understand, help their future customers understand that their thought that they are leading the company with thought leadership. And, And there's a whole series of, of thoughts and ideas and 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 it, we can't we can't cover them all here in in this small amount of time but part of it is writing books part of it is being active on social media um part of it is speaking uh and doing speaking engagements you know so for some individuals uh, as i mentioned to you earlier to some individuals it's creating a group Right. If you can create a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group and get thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people to to be part of it and you were the creator, wow, that's a big thing. You know, the the think about the the younger generation today who have YouTube channels with hundreds of thousands of followers, right? They are they are thought leaders in their space. The Cardassians are thought leaders in their space, whether or not you like it or don't like it. That's what okay. that's what the internet has allowed us to do. And right. so for for me, um, having a little bit of gray hair, but also understanding current modern day technology, often when I go into in the companies, I'm actually saying the same things that that many of us would say, um, but I'm actually saying it from from a perspective of of looking the CEO in the eye, and and one of my friends gave me this quote, and I love it. Um, 
here's a guy who he his responsibility is to do this for his uh, it's a five billion dollar company, and his responsibility is is to help the executive team be thought leaders. And one of his executives came to him and said, "Why do I possibly ever want to use Twitter?" And his response was, how could the shareholders trust you running a 21st century company if you are not comfortable using a 21st century communication vehicle? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Really powerful stuff. So that's really – a lot of what I do is that. It's just sort of echoing um, what's happening in modern day, but now utilizing tools because in the past – Companies in particular, if they were going to publish a book, they, they were going through Wiley or Prentice Hall, and it was going to take a couple of years and $50,000, right? For right. them to recognize that they could have their executive staff write books in a weekend, you know? And, and mm-hmm. what I hadn't mentioned is part of what the company AHA That does, for those that are interested, we could turn the AHA book into a PDF or into an EPUB format, which is used for Kindle, or we also have turned it for many of our authors into paperback and hardcover books. So I have a book, um, okay. a guy by the name of Mark Dieterding. Mark wrote a book on it's a it's called a model for servant leadership, and you could go there directly on Aha That and look at it for free. It's aha.pub/servantleadership, and then you could see his book for free. Um, and you could also go to Amazon and type in a model for servant leadership, and you'll see his book in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover formats. And, and Mark wrote his book on a Saturday, you know. And you know he he's written other books. He's typically published by more traditional publishers. And in between years of having a book out, he wanted to have something else that he can give back to his client base, right? And so that's a that's a good example of, of somebody else who's used this content. But if, if you believe in servant leadership or want to learn more, you know, Mark's content is beautiful. I mean, it's really well done. Right. So that's how you can take one piece of content and turn it into five or ten platforms? Yeah, yeah, that's a fun topic. So for those that are interested, I'm a big fan of – recycling content of using the same thing over and over. So for an aha book, if if you've written an existing book, by definition, you, you have an aha book you can pull out of that. If you've written a blog post for a while, uh, you have an aha book. Uh, you, 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 ladies, you're going to love this. Two hours of recorded content in an interview mm-hmm. style session like this is enough to write an aha book. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I oh, have wow. a show. One of the things that yeah, so I have a show called Thought Leader Life. So if you go to thoughtleaderlife.com, um, you could see what we do there. And and what I do with Thought Leader Life is um, I instead of just the – I decided not to do just the blog talk, you know, not to do the voice. Um, so I'm using uh-huh. Google Hangouts, and we do a video. So we're streaming live to YouTube. Now, what happens is my team – Whenever I do a video, we also um, take that video and we share it on SlideShare, so it's in another platform. We then strip out the audio and put it on iTunes so that we now have it as a podcast, and then we submit it to an existing podcast channel. Uh, My team goes in and writes a blog post, and now here's the Mm -hmm. cool part. For every half-hour show, 
um, we actually pull out somewhere between 40 to 50 aha messages. As a matter of fact, that's my task as soon as we're done talking is I have, have two shows content to review. Um, and, uh, and so what happens is I grab a co-host for the month, month. and we do four and a half shows half. together. So basically two, it's uh, four half-hour shows and one 15-minute show. Okay. And what happens is we end up producing – um, from from those five sessions, we produce five videos, five audios, six blog posts, um, a AHA book, a Kindle book, a, a PDF version, paperback and hardcover version of a book. And then, of course, that content is shared on 10 different platforms. So uh, it's it takes the co-host probably five hours of their time in a month, and they end up getting uh-huh. something like 21, 21 assets on – Distributed on a number of different platforms. It's oh, cool. okay. oh, wow. Yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. Uh-huh, that's but, awesome. you know, that's the thing. For you guys to think about this, imagine if you, um, for the, you know, for four shows in a row, you focused on a, a, a particular topic, right? So now you, you have mm-hmm. to figure out how do you now take that content and repurpose it in other areas, and so, you know, it, that's kind of what we do. You know, we, you know, we, we, we just happen to do the recording on video and so that we automatically get the audio. Uh, but then we, you know, rewrite the blog post, we pull out the AHA messages, we create an AHA book, and then we, we, we purpose the AHA book into a PDF, Kindle, paperback, and hardcover. Okay. Wow, okay. So, yeah, that and, and that would be also for getting to for regaining listeners as well. Yeah, well, I think I think the fun part uh, about what we do today, and maybe going back to the definition of thought leader in in the old days, the thought leader was the person who sort of shouted at you through the microphone, right? And they spoke right. and you listened, right. and mm-hmm. and largely. Part of the thought leadership today or, or good thought leadership today is that you're actually listening to your audience and you're engaging with them, right? And uh-huh. so it's, it really is important that it, – it, let's say we, we went back to this uh, – the, the presidential book that, I, that we talked about at the beginning of the session. I, I would love it if you guys went to your audience and crowdsourced content with thoughts and inspiration, thoughts and, inspiration and good feelings, and good feelings for, for, the, for the Dear Donald Book. Right? And, and by engaging with your audience, with your audience that would be a would great, be a great way for you to demonstrate that you're not only speaking, but you're also listening. Yeah. There's an, um, an echo um, yeah, I'm hearing it now too. Yep, it's gone. Really, yeah, I, I am the only one not hearing it. <laughs> yeah, I just heard it. Okay, I just heard it a minute ago. Okay, so that is great that you can create a lot of different platforms just from your aha thoughts. Um, also, how how can you do social media effectively in only five minutes a day? Now that is one for the record. But only five minutes a day when. <laughs> Most people spend all day on social media. Oh man, it's hard. It's hard not to spend all day on social media. It depends what you're looking for. <laughs> but for the super busy executive, here's my recommendation, and I and I've given this thousands. I've said what I'm saying right now thousands of times. Um, 
if you're thinking, so let's go back to the the the, C, the CFO or the the executive at a large corporation who doesn't doesn't want to do social media and wants his admin to do it for him. I say yeah, uh-huh. you have to do it, and here's what you do. So if you when you woke up in the morning, if you can share one, two, or maybe three thoughts, three quotes. Or and this is where the Aha That platform is very cool. You go to Aha That and you share two or three quotes from one of your favorite books, and that will take you about a minute. You know, you look at the books, uh-huh. you see the content, you click the share button, you share, and so then you go away. Come back an hour or two later, or maybe in the afternoon, and your other four minutes is interacting with the people who touched your content. Right, and that's really how you can do it. How you could feel like you're doing at least enough because if you're sharing good, compelling content, and you have a reasonable audience, people will respond. Uh-huh. They'll tweet. Right. They'll retweet. They'll share. And what you can do is you could say thank you, or if somebody says something, you comment back, and you could spend those uh-huh. four minutes, like I said, interacting with your audience. And now one of the things that's interesting about the aha that platform is when you're sharing somebody else's content, that content is given attribution by including their Twitter handle. So the author of the content you're sharing is being notified that you're sharing their content and their network is being notified that you're sharing their content. So what's going to happen okay. is people in people in the, the author and their network may also respond to you sharing their content. And so it's a way in which you can start growing your audience because you're sharing good, compelling content and reaching an audience that's bigger than yours today. Plus, your existing audience is going to say, oh, I like that you're curating this content for me. I like what you've said. Right? So anyway, that's uh-huh. the five minutes a day. It's a minute to, it's a minute to share and four minutes to then uh, interact. talk back, interact with those that are uh-huh. touching what you're doing. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because I know for me on Twitter, it's very simple. I know on Twitter I'll post a couple of things and then I'll come back later and I'll respond to the people who responded or retweeted my post, Um, my tweet rather. And now I've done that. I went from like 400. When I first started on Twitter, I had like 400 people. I went from 400 to like 1,000 in two days. Oh, my goodness. Perfect. So yeah. you got so you, so, was, so not only so you got it because you did it, but there's so many people mm-hmm. who just don't quite understand. Let's let me ask you this question. So let's say you're running a business, and somebody comes to your door and knocks on your door because it just happens to be closed. Okay, and mm-hmm. and if you're a typical person using social media today, you know what you're going to do? You're going to ignore the door and not open it, right? But if it's your physical door and somebody is knocking at a door, what do you do? And they're a customer. You, oh my God, I can't believe I left the door uh, closed. Come on in. What? How can I help you? Right? Mm-hmm. And right. and I know that sounds really simple, but many people who are on social media today are completely leaving their doors closed and not talking to the people who want to do business with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree because I I noticed it, the um. 
the difference when I started responding to the people who were retweeting, who were following me back. When I started responding to them, more and more people were retweeting and following. And I was like, this is awesome. I got addicted to it real quick. And I was like, is this all I have to do is respond? <laughs> and 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 some of some of the answer to that is yes. <laughs> and uh, but now if you have this following, how cool would it be if you can encourage them? to want to contribute to content that you create. And then they get, and you give them attribution with the content you're creating. Matter of fact, I'll, let me give you another URL if you want to, if you want to uh, take a quick browse at this. Uh, the URL, the, typically what happens when you write an AHA book, we give you a customized URL. And I, I think I grabbed the best one. So the URL always starts with aha, A-H-A dot pub. So I grabbed the best one because it's aha.pub slash aha. So aha.pub slash aha. And this is the book that I wrote. And actually, I utilized the framework that I talked about before. So I, I used Thought Leader Life, and I interviewed four of our authors. And, and basically, I created a, a book on why you should write an aha book. And, and so I, I did it because... Uh, I didn't want to be the cobbler, you know. I wanted to make sure that I actually had. I did a book that 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 talked about it, but I uh, I reread that again today because we we haven't published it yet. We are we're at the tail end of updating the uh, the content so we can actually publish it into physical format. And I read it again, and, and I go, oh my god, I did some good stuff here. I should quote these quotes more often. And uh, and so I I'd love for you to to take a look at it because it really is the reason why. But when you look at that book, you immediately see that many of the quotes are from the people we interviewed. So although it's my book, okay. I'm giving attribution to the four folks that I interviewed. And every time that quote is shared, they're being notified that somebody is sharing their, this quote that they did for me. So they're, they're thinking positively about me. Well, hopefully, um, every time their content is shared that I help pull together, that's absolutely something you could do with your audience. That's a good idea. Absolutely. Um, so we have to, you know, get together and see how we can um, create the content and and make it available to our audience, especially for the show. Yeah, I agree. I I think that with all of the shows we had, especially in this month alone, remember we had a week on health with uh, three different really awesome people we've had. You know, in the past two weeks alone, we have enough content, I think. It gets interesting. So yeah. so now the question, so so we're at the right point, right? Here's Here's the right question. So you got the idea and you got the focus. You, in essence, eight hours is sort of snapping your fingers and creating a book. So the, the now the right question is, and, and this is, by the way, as a parent, this is what I always told my son, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. So mm-hmm. the, the right question is, if you create the book, what, it's, what is it going to be used for? So as much as I love a book on health, you guys being an author of a book on health because you've pulled content together from your guests, what value does that bring you going forward? Well, I, I think I, you that, 
Go ahead. I was going to say, you don't, have to, you don't have to answer that question. I just That's the rhetorical question I'd like you to ask yourself. And if you could say, oh, here's what we'll do with it. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how I may have fun or educate the world or make money. If you could answer those questions appropriately, then I'd say it makes sense. Well, I was more leaning towards we can focus on how, uh, you know, there's a lack of attention towards, you know, specific health issues or, or, or putting a focus on our health, not, not necessarily just physical health, because we talked about financial, emotional, mental. We talked about all, you know, all levels of health. And, you know, in this generation, it's like you're either like a, a health nut or you just totally don't care. Like, it, it doesn't seem to really be too much in between. Oh, and, and I, I absolutely love it. I would a, I'd love to publish it. I'd love to read it. But I'll go back to the question of let's snap your fingers and assume it's done. The real question becomes what is the value for you personally, Very right? True. And that's yeah. the when I so so when you say to me, hey Mitchell, what should be my first book? Let me actually let me share that with you and and. And Jay, I'm really sorry. I can only talk nonfiction very well today. When I stand in front of a bunch of consultants and, and we talk about this platform, I, I will ask them three questions. And I'll say, and they say, well, Mitchell, what should I write my book on? And I'll say, well, let me give you three categories and you choose. And typically what I do is I'll say, do you write a book on what you're an expert on today? Do you write a book on what you get paid to do today? Or do you write a book on what you want to get paid to do tomorrow? And, and typically how the breakdown goes, 80% of the people will say they write a book on what they're expert in today. Somewhere between 10 to 15% will say they write a book on what they get paid to do today. And about 5% will say what they get paid to do tomorrow. Now, just so you know, ladies, Nirvana is that they're all the same, right? <laughs> if what you're an expert in and you get paid to do and you like doing it, you know, are all the same, man, you're, yeah. you're a happy person. Um, right. what, I will, what I will say to you, even though 80% people say they write a book on what they're expert in, what you should write your book on is what you want to get paid to do tomorrow. Hmm. Okay. Right? Because think about okay, this. Right. This, is, this is your – let's assume that you go to college to get a Ph.D. Well, what do you get your – PhD in well, you get to get a PhD in what you want to do for a profession. If if okay. writing a book is getting your PhD, well, then you want to write your book on what you what will help you either make money or open doors to make money or to have fun or whatever is appropriate. But you want it. Okay. That's what you want to write your your book on is what's going to help you be more successful going forward. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Cool. Okay. Good. Cool. Good. So it has been well, we really great speaking with you. We did. We did. And you really cleared it up for us about a thought leader and the right. high moments. And um, it's definitely a lot to think about. I mean, 140 characters, 140 quotes, that's, that's not bad, actually. No. It's, it's, it's really not. not. It's, it's really yeah. not. I, I, I'm. A, I. You had me one at eight hours. You know, being. <laughs> I know, right? Being that I, I write. You know, I write wait, books wait, all the time. Like I've never, says, ever, ever. 
That was the movie that said you had me on hello. Um, right. You, <laughs> you had me at eight hours. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. you know, this was something that we, that we, it's it's funny because like I like I was saying, I think that we all have been a thought leader at one point or another, you know, or another when we felt strongly about something or we counseled our friends or, you know, helped someone at work, you know, learn how to do something or whatever. But we never, we never had a label for it, really. You know, the average person, you know, if I would have said, yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to be a thought leader, they're like, what? Yeah, so yeah, like, what you may <laughs> want to do, you may want to use the word aha leader instead well this is i'm trying to evangelize the word aha leader because um, <laughs> thought leader so many people look at it as so many different ways but if you said hey i'm an aha leader and and guess what the guy who invented the term told me i was right then who's, who can argue with you uh, right but, that's but true you, you're absolutely right by the way um with your assessment and you're the first person to sort of say it in that way and i really do appreciate it because it's a very powerful statement, and I and I absolutely will quote you in the future. Oh well, well, feel free to quote me, but I I appreciate you coming in. You know, I I think you've opened our eyes to a whole new not only area of marketing, area of of you know um, authorship, and you know being published, but just a whole new way of of thinking and you know how to focus it in really. Because, you know, I was thinking about when you said the 140, you know, quotes, really when, when, especially for nonfiction, if if you can take a whole hundred and something page book and narrow it down to 140 quotes, you pretty much learned what you needed to learn out of this book. You know, oh, I, I think that you got the best idea. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. I am so glad you guys have really progressed in terms of the thinking process, and and I'd love for more people to hear this because even just listening to the transformation you've made in terms of the learning has been really really strong, and and I just for those who are just not interested in writing their own books, I still will encourage you go to ahathat.com. And just be a user of our platform and share other people's content because right. there's some really good, compelling content, and it's easy to use and and uh, free, which is a good thing too. <laughs> um, and uh, and so it's and fun. Um, there is. Uh, I'll tell you one mm-hmm. last thing we're doing. We just recently had a Kickstarter, and our Kickstarter was 250 percent funded, so it went really well. And what people wanted was the ability to automatically share an entire AHA book. And so that's what we're building. Okay. We're actually going through the testing process of that now. And so what's interesting is is when you guys write your book, or let's say you like the Servant Leadership book, or even my book um, on, by the way, my, my book, my the AHA book, the AHA.pub slash AHA, I call that one, Hey, Did uh-huh. You AHA That? So, Hey, Did You AHA That? I thought was a cool term. Um, but if you if you wanted to share quotes from that with with the new tool, uh, you'll be able to schedule and say, hey, listen, I want to share quotes two times a day, five days a week, or seven days a week. Um, or one of the things we just did, we have a book called um, Happy Monday. It's a phrase book, and it has Happy Monday in a hundred hundred plus languages. So I just scheduled uh-huh. that today to happen twice a day. Uh, twice a day for uh, every Monday, 
And so for the next year, I'm going to automatically share Happy Monday in 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 a hundred uh, plus languages, and I just think that's super cool on Monday. So yeah, so. that is awesome. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is awesome, and people Absolutely. need that on Monday. That's a great idea. People <laughs> definitely need that on Monday. Yeah, definitely. Well, so, um, um, Mitchell, Mitchell. I was going to say before we go, I want you to, you know, for people, for those who are interested in uh, possibly making AHA books or just getting in touch with you to, you know, maybe discuss uh, AHA, you know, um, leading or, you know, just anything. How can we get in contact with Mr. Mitchell Levy? Well, so the one of the things you could absolutely do um, is you could just my name is uh, Mitchell M I T C H E L L last name Levy L E B Y just Google Google me. Typically, what will happen is uh, three or four or five of the uh, things that you'll see in the first page uh, will reference me. Uh, feel free to connect to me on LinkedIn. Um, you could also connect to me on Twitter. If you connect to me on Facebook, just because they have a five thousand person limit, just let me know why. If you just connect to me and I don't know you on Facebook, I, 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 I typically won't do it unless I know why. Uh, you could also go to the AHA That platform. So ahathat.com slash author um, to learn about authoring. And if you author a book and want me to – a little bit of my personal attention, um, I have a good team, and it will just go through the process automatically. But if you want a little bit of my attention, when you submit your content, you could just say, hey, listen, I heard Mitchell on your show, and uh, I'd love him to – to give it a personal once over and I'm happy to do that as well. And and my my contact information is also available on the ahadat.com website. Alrighty. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um and that's an easy phrase to remember, aha that. That's very easy to remember. <laughs> it's catchy. Very catchy. Thank you. Thanks. Well, yeah. you, you ladies can help me make it a verb. <laughs> That'll work. So it has been a pleasure to have you on the show And we wish you the best in the future And thank you so much for being a guest Oh, absolutely my pleasure And uh, certainly feel free to I think I connected with Murray So Jay, feel free to connect to me on on LinkedIn And, and uh, whatever I can do for you in the future Feel free to reach out I'm happy to uh, to stay in touch with both of you This was a great show Thank you so much so have a good night. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Miss Reason Show this evening with Mitchell Levy. And have a good night. Thank you. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.